Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's up, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Meathead of the Mic podcast. It's your boy, IFEV Pro, Matt Butali, and today we're going to be talking about sleep, okay, and how sleep is fucking up your progress, all right, especially if you're one of those people that just started your fitness journey, you're doing every single thing right, but you find out that you can't stay motivated, you can't stay consistent, and you're doing everything that you possibly can do to get the results that you want, but there's something that you feel is weighing you down, all right? And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about that mystery thing, that thing that you think or that you don't know because you can't think about it because you don't know about it, that is really holding you back from seeing the progress that you want to see in your fitness journey, all right? So we're going to be talking about sleep, sleep health, how to improve your sleep so that you can continue to see success in your fitness journey, all right? So if that's something you struggle with or if that's something that you know someone else is struggling with, don't hesitate to share it out to somebody else, cool? All right, so very short, sweet, to the point, let's talk about it. Improving fat loss despite inconsistent sleep patterns in men over 30 years old involves adapting healthy sleep practices and essentially making adjustments to other aspects of your life. Like that you should know off rip at the very beginning of this episode, all right? So with that said, here are some strategies to consider, things to do in order to improve your sleep so that you can burn more fat. Let's get right on into it. So number one, you want to establish a consistent sleep schedule, all right? Essentially, it means going to bed and waking up at the exact same time, even on weekends, okay? And why is it that I'm saying that you should do this even on weekends? The main reason is because we have an internal clock. It's, it's called a circadian rhythm, all right? And this is the clock that wakes us up before we even pay attention to wake up, all right? And a lot of you guys know about this. Whenever you just wake up randomly, sometimes a lot of you guys wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, well, I was just asleep. Like, why am I up now? Like, what's going on here? This is random. It's because your circadian rhythm is set to waking you up at that time in the middle of the night or maybe early in the morning, right? And think of it. If you've been working a shift that is the same time for quite a bit of time, for a couple of months, even if you are not going to work that day, you'll notice that your body wakes up more or less 30 minutes to an hour you know, give or take around that time. And the reason why is because we have a circadian rhythm that is built based off of the consistency of our sleep patterns, of our sleep schedule. So you want to make sure that you're going to bed and waking up at the same time roughly every single day. And I do understand, you know, sometimes you're on vacation or sometimes, you know, other things are happening and you aren't able to go to bed at the same time. Well, to that I'll say, if you aren't able to go to the bed to bed at the same time that day, that you try to at least honor the same amount of time that you are going to be asleep. So let's say you are consistently sleeping seven hours a day, which I would recommend seven to nine hours a day of sleep, just so you guys know. Say you're sleeping seven hours a day, okay? Now, normally it's between X o'clock and X o'clock. That's whenever you go to bed, that's whenever you wake up. But this day, 
you know, you got to go to the hospital because something happened or your dog, the vet, whatever it is, something happens and you cannot go to bed at that exact same time. Just make sure that you set your alarm for seven hours and you will get an adequate amount of sleep. Again, your circadian rhythm is probably going to wake you up anyway, but I would recommend that you at least make an effort to get the same amount of sleep if you can't do the same time, right? And let's say if you have work the next morning, again, some days won't be perfect. That's okay. The most important thing is that you have the schedule, you abide by the schedule, and you at least have an outline as to like what to do when it comes to sleep. Because guys, sleep is where, like that's where the magic happens. That's where the healing happens. That's where the growing takes place. That's when our body's secreting the hormones, the growth hormone. Um, you know, all that magic, all the building, all the healing, it happens in our sleep, okay? So if you are serious about building your body in terms of building muscle, burning fat, looking better, okay, changing your shape, then you should not compromise your sleep quality one bit or um, or like you shouldn't not have a sleep schedule per se, okay, so that's the first thing, all right, now the second thing I want to bring up to you guys is, and this is something that I struggled with personally because I would consider myself an avid caffeine enjoyer, <laughs> so it's more than not difficult for me to get to like to fall asleep when I get to bed, right? Like a lot of you guys listening to this are probably like, oh, well, you know, it's the same thing for me. I can get to bed. I can say that I want to go to bed at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever it is. But as soon as your ass hits that bed, like your eyes peel and then you're, you're kind of like wide awake and you don't know what to do because you can't fall asleep. Okay. So what I want to recommend to you, and this is something that I personally am like, I'm doing this myself too. No, I'm not perfect. I, and I haven't mastered this to be completely vulnerable, but I am telling you that it does work. Like whenever I, I do this and it, um, and I implement it, it does calm me down. All right. So you want to create a relaxing bedtime routine. Okay. So essentially you're just developing something like what we call a pre-sleep routine to signal your body that, you know, it's time to knock out. It's time to like you know, wrap it up. It's time to just KL. That's what you got to do. All right. So try your best to do that. This could include activities like reading, you know, stretching for some people. For me, stretching just gets me more awake. So <laughs> I don't do that. Again, you listening to this, it might help you. Listening to soothing music helps. Um, so one thing that I tried for a while was binaural beats. Um, for some of you guys that know ASMR, that could be another thing for you that could help you get a little bit more tired so you can get that sleep. Um, and another thing I'd recommend even say like two to three hours before you go to bed, try to like dim the brightness on your phone. And if you are on a laptop, go to the night mode. Okay. The reason why I want you to do that is because when we're using our devices regularly, we like we're, we're seeing blue light, something called blue light essentially. Right. And blue light, our brain sort of behaves as if the sun is, is this like up. It's like, waking us up it's making us it's almost tricking us into feeling like it's the daytime so it could be like 9 10 11 p.m at night and if you are staring at your phone or you're staring at a laptop a computer or a television whatever it is and it's emitting blue light you are going to be in a position where your brain is going to think that it's broad daylight and it's going to be even harder for you to fall asleep so something that i would recommend that you put in your sleep routine, your pre-sleep routine would be to either completely ditch the phone. That's the first thing. That's the best option. And then like read or do some other activity. Um, the second option, if you don't decide to ditch your phone is to reduce the brightness down to pretty much zero and also put a nightlight on. Okay. When I say nightlight, I'm talking about the feature on the phone, not your actual nightlight in your wall. And if you have one and you're an adult, 
there's something wrong with you okay so that's the second thing that i want to recommend so the third thing guys and this one definitely applies to myself i have to be a better practitioner of this but still it does work when you apply it which is limiting your stimulants okay limiting your stimulants mainly caffeine like that's the popular one nobody you know like you're probably not taking pre-workout before you go to bed um <laughs> but if you do train late at night you do gotta you get a lot of caffeine in it's one thing that i want you to consider like if you decide to train at night try to train without pre-workout or try to just what I would do, honestly, to get quality workouts, because I do understand the effect of caffeine. Like, I do understand how it, it just gives you energy. It makes the workout easier. You don't really have to try as hard because you just, you're pumped up already, right? What I would do if I wasn't to use caffeine, and I do this sometimes, um, is I would carb up. And again, do this with respect to your caloric requirements, but carbing up essentially is getting fast-acting act, fast sugars in your system so that when you do hit the gym and when you, you, know, you finally start to pick up momentum and your heart rate increases you get to a point where your body because of the insulin spike has enough energy to sort of not entirely mimic a caffeine boost but you will feel a little boost of energy and that will help believe me especially if you do train later in the day i personally would recommend if you are if you just like cannot train without caffeine try your very best to wake up really early and train okay and it's best to take caffeine before 12 p.m anyway so if it's just better for you honestly if you decide to train that you should do it in the morning i'd recommend doing it really 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 early in the morning if you can if you can't do what i just mentioned all right so another thing again and i sort of alluded to this yes you can turn the brightness off or you can turn the night light on on your phone or your laptop or whatever it is but it is better to ditch your phone like two to three hours before bed all right you don't want to be they think of it it's either you're doom scrolling you're having conversations longer than you should um whatever it might be it's keeping you distracted and you have to focus on sleeping if you want to sleep. Like if you are talking to, you know, people or consuming content, whatever it is, it's a good reason, or at least you're going to convince yourself it's a good reason to stay awake. All right. And so don't do that to yourself. Listen to the first step of this episode, which is to develop a pre-sleep routine, meaning like pick up a book, right? Do an activity that doesn't require technology, that doesn't require the lights to be on. Okay, and get used to doing that before you go to bed. All right, so ditch your phone if you can. I understand some of you guys are like really, really busy. Some of you guys are parents, so you can't really do that. Like you have to have your phone on because something might happen. You got like teenagers outside. I understand, right? But really do limit your the technology time, I'll call it, before you go to bed. That's one thing that I want you to be aware of. Okay, so another thing here, and especially for men, all right, you want to create a comfortable sleep environment. And what am I talking about? What am I talking about? Am I saying use a jillion pillows? No. But what I am saying is for men specifically, make sure your room is like a little bit colder, not freezing. You don't need to be sleeping in Antarctica, but men need to sleep in slightly cooler climates. And the reason why is because it helps us sleep better. It helps us, it improves our sleep quality. It's easier for me to fall asleep in a slightly cold room than it is for me to fall asleep in a slightly hot room. And if you are the same way, then you know why, okay? It's because you're a dude. Our internal body temperatures are a little bit higher. So we need to have something that sort of negates that, that neutralizes that, AKA a, a slightly colder room, which is gonna help you knock out just a little bit quicker and get a little bit higher quality sleep, okay? So, and another thing I want to talk about, guys, is have a mind, like, be mindful of your food intake. And I'm not saying, like, 
there's a certain range of calories that gives you better sleep. No. What I am saying is, if you eat too close to bedtime, you are likely going to be digesting while you are in bed. On top of that, your body temperature increases even more while you're uh, digesting because your metabolism is active, so on and so forth, right? And when your body temperature increases even more, it becomes just that much more difficult for you to truly fall asleep, all right? And let's not forget, just a feeling of feeling full, you know, might make you nauseous or turn around in your sleep over and over again, you know, stripping you away from the ability to get quality sleep when you're in your bed, okay? So if you're going to eat food really late, try to do it the latest one to two hours before you know you're going to knock out. Okay, because it might interrupt your sleep. I know a lot of people that can sleep on a full stomach, like a really full stomach, but most of us, it might interrupt our sleep. So that's another thing I want you to uh, pay attention to. Okay, so another thing here, and this is the last thing I'm going to bring up in this episode. This only applies to a specific niche of people and both sides of the spectrum being really fucking jacked. And then also really fucking obese. And it's mainly due to BMI. BMI being body mass index. And body mass index, for those of you guys that don't know what it is, body mass index is what determines if you are you know, in shape, if you are obese, based off of your height, based off of your weight, based off of your physical activity level. No, it's not gospel. No, it's not 100% accurate. But it does give you know, doctors and, I guess, yourself a rough idea as to like where you fit in terms of like your physical health, the way you look, the way you feel, and the way your body might operate, the risk factors in terms of how close or far you are from having certain diseases like diabetes or heart disease, things of that sort that are correlated to obesity. So you kind of want to pay attention to it, but you don't want to make BMI your everything, all right? And so when you have a high BMI, again, meaning you got a lot, you have more mass, more weight on your body than is required for your body to function health in a healthy way, whether that mass is made of or compiled of muscle or whether that mass is compiled of fat, once you are in that obese range, which is, I believe, between 28 and plus like an over 30 in terms of your BMI score, you are at risk for potentially several uh, health issues, you know, being heart issues, uh, diabetes, because uh, to get to that point of obesity, you do have to eat quite a bit. Um, and if, you know, you're really, really jacked, you got a lot of muscle and your BMI is that high, it's still taxing on your heart, okay? And the amount of tissue that you have can weigh down on your, like, respiratory system, your lungs, your breathing, and that can really, really, really affect you while you are asleep. And if you don't know where I'm going with this, then I'm going to explain to you real quick. If you do know, then you know. But what I'm talking about here, guys, is sleep apnea. Okay, sleep apnea. If you are obese, if you are overweight, chances are you struggle with sleep apnea. And no, it doesn't necessarily like you don't have to be overweight to have sleep apnea. Like it's not like that isn't the main correlation. It's just the the most prominent one. Um, but you can have sleep apnea and be in shape. But you know you have something wrong with your throat, your breathing, and all that stuff. You know nasal, all that stuff. You can have sleep apnea and not be obese. What I am saying is when you do, you know, when you are obese, if you are obese, whether you have a lot of muscle, whether you have a lot of fat and, you know, your BMI is really high, you will notice that you get to a point where you experience sleep apnea. And sleep apnea, for those of you that don't know, is the inability to breathe for certain periods of time while you're asleep. And that's fucking dangerous. Like, think of it. You're knocked out. You're unconscious. You're deep in sleep right? You're getting quality REM sleep. 
and there are patches in between your inhales and exhales that are longer than they should be. So think of it, you inhale, you get the air in, and now your breath, like you're holding your breath, you're unconscious, you're not thinking of this, you're asleep, you're holding your breath for like 30 plus seconds, right? And then you exhale, and then you go again, and then it's like 35 seconds, and then you do it again and again, and there's more time in between the time that you inhale and exhale, which can suffocate you and actually kill you in your sleep, which is why, again, I'm a huge advocate for, uh, advocate for weight loss, okay? Because you put yourself at risk when you stay that heavy, whether, and again, this is also another reason why I'm staying natural as a bodybuilder. I don't want to get to that point where my BMI is so high that I give myself sleep apnea, right? And I have so much mass in my body that I give myself sleep apnea, okay? And if you have sleep apnea, it doesn't mean it's going to kill you immediately, but it's also part of the reason why you might wake up after even, say, seven, eight, nine, ten hours of sleep, but you're still tired. Well, the reason why is because you aren't getting like a sufficient amount of oxygen in your sleep, which is compromising the quality of your sleep and also your body's ability to repair itself while you are asleep. So that when you do wake up, you feel groggy, you feel tired, you feel like you just went to bed. Now you're up like you didn't even sleep. You're not rested well. It's because you didn't get an adequate amount of oxygen, air while you are asleep. Okay, so if this is something that you struggle with, the very first thing that you should be focusing on, and this is what your doctor will tell you, and no, I'm not a doctor, all right, but your doctor will tell you to lose the weight, okay, to reduce the weight so that there's less pressure on your respiratory system as you sleep. Whether you sleep on your backside or uh, uh, on, on, the, on your belly, right, it's something that happens. It's something that will affect you, okay, so be aware of that. Sleep apnea can kill you. And one way to manage it, one way to control it is to invest in a CPAP machine. Definitely talk to your doctor about it. I'm not the one to tell you about it. But a CPAP machine is going to definitely help you with your breathing quality in your sleep, which in turn will increase your sleep quality. All right. But this is something that, again, I think is a temporary fix. The permanent fix to it, unless it's a genetic reason for you to have sleep apnea, the permanent fix would be for you to lose the weight. Okay. And once you do that, and once you're aware of that and you're monitoring your sleep health, you have proper sleep patterns that you are at least trying your very best to abide by, you'll notice that, that seven, the same seven hours you were getting before, eight hours, even six hours or nine hours of sleep, will feel a lot more refreshing. You'll feel a lot, like you have a lot more energy when you wake up because you can actually fucking breathe in your sleep, right? And your brain is getting enough energy, uh, oxygen as you sleep, okay? So that's something that you, again, I really want you to be aware of that because a lot of people have sleep apnea and don't know it. Whether it's mild, whether it's severe, it's something that you should be in control of. It's something that you should be aware of, all right? So that's it. That's all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, guys, if you weren't listening, I don't know who would be. Let's embrace your enemy and together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro, Matt Butale signing out. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. 
Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the Meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner Meathead. All right, it's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.